Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art and I want to welcome you today. I've got a very fun episode ahead where I interview author Darcy Hanna and we talk about her Beacon Bake Shop Cozy Mystery Series as well as book two, which takes place at a Christmas cookie bake-off. And unfortunately, someone does not make it out alive. <laughs> well, in the book, not, not in our interview. We, we both make it out just fine. I'm loving the weather that we've had lately. It's been cooler, uh, not very warm for May, which has been, I've enjoyed. And today it is gloomy and raining and a perfect day to sit down with a cup of warm tea to read a cozy mystery. All right. Well, that'll be enough introduction for me. I'm just going to turn it over to our interview and I will see you uh, at the end with a couple of closing comments. But uh, until then, here is the interview with cozy mystery writer Darcy Hanna. Have you ever wondered why we sing and eat figgy pudding during the holidays? How does the butter letter from 11th century Rome create the perfect holiday dessert? Join me, Glenn Warren, on Seasons Eatings as we explore the history and origins of your favorite Christmas foods. So head on over to SeasonsEatingsPodcast.com to subscribe on your podcast app of choice. This month, our reading challenge is the Hallmark Movie Challenge. Uh, so the challenge is to read a book that is cozy. I know many of you think that Hallmark movies are cozy and are just the perfect fit for any time of year to help you relax and rest. So that's our challenge this month is to read a book that you find cozy. So it makes sense then that I have invited on uh, a special guest today. She's a cozy mystery writer and her name is Darcy Hanna and she writes the uh, Beacon Bake Shop Mystery Series. And she has a Christmas book uh, out in that series called Murder at the Christmas Cookie Bake Off. <laughs> uh, Darcy, welcome to the Cozy Christmas Podcast. Well, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here, especially talking about Christmas in uh, May, right? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it's always well, a pleasure. <laughs> yes, and it's almost July. You know, there's Christmas in July. So, yeah. I mean, we're we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Never too early or too late to talk about that, Christmas. That's right. That's right. Especially when there's so many good Christmas stories out there to read, uh, you got to start early or you'll never get through them all. So <laughs> yeah, I, that is so true. And it doesn't matter, like, um, especially like reading, I don't, I try to read, you know, like seasonal, like if it's winter, I do want to find, you know, like a good Christmas book. But I find myself reading about Halloween in the summer, Christmas in the summer, because sometimes I just can't get around to reading everything on my list until the summer. So, <laughs> so it's always nice to have, um, you know, like the Christmas book, and then you're like thinking of cookies in the summer, like, oh, what am I going to make this day for Christmas? What cookies mm. should I include in the, you know, in the baking schedule? So, but I think it's, I, I think it's fun to read them all year long, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of cookies, your your books have recipes in the back too. So, and and I I did make, and I think we talked about this on the other podcast, but I did make uh, oatmeal cherry chocolate. Oh, the, cherry, the cherry chocolate chunk cookie. Yes. Any time of the year. <laughs> yes. Not a Christmas cookie, but it's going to be in our house. So. <laughs> red cherries in it. So you know, yeah. I think I think anything can be a Christmas cookie. Any cookie can be a Christmas cookie. I would do a little, when the book came out, I would do a little, you know, blog tours or whatever. And one of my questions was, what was your, what's your favorite Christmas cookie? And <laughs> a lot of people put chocolate chip Nestle's Toll House. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're like, you know, that's like an everyday cookie. That cookie mm -hmm. tastes good all times. Either. So I thought that was kind of cute that that was a favorite Christmas cookie as well. So I guess the point mm -hmm. of what I'm saying is that the cherry chocolate chunk cookie can be a uh, great Christmas cookie. <laughs> mm. yeah, they, they made a good spring cookie too. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's funny because one of my questions I was going to ask you is what is the best Christmas cookie in your opinion? So I'll go ahead and ask that now. Well, this is not a fair question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you looking for one particular? Oh, I'm up. Not? I'm up for a couple. <laughs> you know, if you have a couple. <laughs> well, um, so I, if you, as you can tell when you read the book, um, I can't decide what is a great cookie. 
um, I, I think Christmas cookies kind of symbolize like the dessert of Christmas because we, we can make a lot of them. We share them. They're cookie, mm -hmm. um, exchanges that I would do with my friends. And, uh, I think personally, I think you should have a homemade cookie. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Warbot, in my opinion, doesn't, you know, I mean, it counts, but I prefer the, the homemade. I think the sugar, the frosted sugar cookie, because they're cutouts and you can decorate them with the family. That is one of my favorites to involve a family. And I have a very good sugar cookie recipe that my mom got when she was a child. And that's the one that we use. And it's kind of a butter, it's like a buttercream frosting on that. So it's extra delicious, but it's not the, um, you know, like a traditional, like if you buy it at a bakery, they're going to use like a traditional icing in there, which is a little more decorative, but it doesn't taste as great as the buttercream frosting. <laughs> mm. I mean, come on, a sugar, a sugar cookie with just a ton of, you know, colored buttercream that your children decorate. Uh, mm. That is one of the family favorites. Nothing like then, it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the I mean, and if you get a good sugar, everybody has their favorite. Um, the one that my mom handed down was very soft. Um, and so it's, I don't know, it, it, dang it, I want one now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so um, I think the sugar cookies, the kids, you know, the kids absolutely love. And it's funny, like what is very traditional in our family, which is the favorite is actual a candy and it's toffee. And it's like a, a recipe that was handed down from my father's or my, my, my husband's father used to make this toffee. And so we've all tried to perfect it because he was like a chemist. He wasn't, mm -hmm. he wasn't like a chemist. He was a, you know, chemical engineer or whatever, but his thing was candy making. I'd love mm -hmm. to delve into that in another book, but for, I stuck with cookies for this book. So we came as close to, um, a great cookie. So the toffee, toffee cookie is always good. But I think from the book, I tried to do some different cookies that I normally don't make. And uh, one of my very favorites is this lemon ginger sandwich cookie. And it's kind of, um, if you, when you read the book, it's, it's like, they're called a signature cookie because mm -hmm. the premise of the book is, um, well, I mean, should I talk about the premise of the book? Yeah, I was, uh, that's how I was going to start. I got distracted by my stomach. So my cookies, my cookies, <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your book and, and right. what this so has to do reason, with cookies. Well, yeah. So the reason, you know, when I was asked to write a Christmas book, first of all, I was so excited because, um, you know, you I was writing a series and you never know, like I could pitch my ideas. And when they mm -hmm. actually came back and said Christmas, I'm like, and it has to revolve around this lighthouse bakery that I write about has to have a, you know, a murder mystery and some type of food. And I'm like, food, I mean, some type of baked good for me, um, like cookie was it because it, there's so many, so many different varieties and it's just so fun. Mm -hmm. So while I was researching the book, I live in a, I live in a small town in Michigan and I'm like, oh, what, you know, Christmas cookies. Like, is there like a Christmas cookie, like um, shenanigans, you know, I just typed that into the internet one day. Cause sometimes I just do that. I just type a mm -hmm. word in that I'm looking for. And it came up with this funny story, this little town, Sag Sagatok, uh, Michigan, which is a little vacation town. They were having a Christmas cookie walk of inn. So each inn in town had to make a signature cookie for the, for the visitors to the town around the holidays. And they could go in and they could sample a cookie and vote on the best cookie. And then, um, so everybody had to bake their own cookie for the inns. And basically it was just to get more business to the town and more people to, to uh, maybe book book hotels, you know, book reservations at these inns in the summer. But um, somebody actually sabotaged one of the inns and they actually like di distracted the fella and then stole the cookies. And it was actually in the police blotter. That's why I read about it. It was like $12 of cookies that were stolen. And I thought that was the funniest story I'd ever had. So like, well, I'm totally going to try to recreate some of those shenanigans in um, Beacon Harbor, Michigan, which is my fictitious town that I write about. So that was kind of the inspiration for this Christmas cookie bake-off. So the town of Beacon Harbor, it's a very charming town. They're very, they over they, they go over the top, you know, on every festival. So Christmas would be just amazing. And they decide, well, one of the, one of the, one of the women in town owns a year-round Christmas store called the Tannenbaum Shop. Uh, if you're familiar with Michigan, we have the largest year-round Christmas store in Michigan, in Franklin, <laughs> called Bronner's. I'm sure you've known that's like one of my favorite places to go. I, I've never been there, but this summer I'm going to get a chance to go. Oh my I, God. It looks like, so it's I'm so excited. Funny, camera. I mean, my, my kids like, you know, they're yeah. like, they refuse now, but we used to make them go and pick out a, a, an ornament. But I just love people who have 
you know, that that vision to have a year on Christmas store. So of course we have mm-hmm. one in Beacon Harbor and it's a smaller version of of um of Bronner's, which is the real one. But anyhow, the woman is very competitive, of course. Christmas is her time of year to shine, and she convinces the um the chamber of commerce into doing this christmas cookie bake-off with all the vendors in town and then all the people who come to shop get to sample the different cookies in the different stores vote and then the four top to what i like to term is kind of like the you know the british uh bake-off you know type of thing so for the top mm-hmm. four have to do a live bake-off so that's kind of the, the very beginning premise of this book and so my protagonist lindsay bakewell who's just been in this lighthouse for about a year now. And she just wants to create the best Christmas she can for her family and friends and to really do up the lighthouse for the first time and like all its Christmas pageantry. And so she's determined to win this Christmas cookie bake-off. Um, she also is a professional baker. So she <laughs> she does have a little bit of an edge, Yeah, but um, she's overworked, you know, and understaffed. And so that's part of the fun of the book. But that's mm-hmm. where the Christmas cookies come in. So I was really trying to look for kind of unusual cookies that were really flavorful that I thought when I made them, I mean, I made them in the summer because we usually write a year out. And mm-hmm. so it happened in the summer. My children had to eat a lot of Christmas cookies um, <laughs> you know, in the summer. And so, so we kind of <laughs> nailed it down. But that's a great one. And of course, shortbread, like the traditional shortbread, a version that's a brown butter shortbread. And then you top it off, of course, with chocolate because everything's better with chocolate. That's a very basic recipe. The brown butter takes a little bit more to make, but it really brings like a whole other flavor profile to a regular shortbread. And that's Mm -hmm. another favorite. So if if you make nothing else, that's a fairly simple, straightforward recipe. um, And it's worth it. Very good. I like shortbread cookies. Those are good. I'm just looking at your... uh recipes in the back here so okay so the turtle pop shortbread that is like the best okay yeah those those sound amazing i might have to try those next but you're actually take your time take your time be patient with that one because you're actually making your a soft caramel and you're not taking shortcuts you're not using you're making a real caramel for that topping and then we have this so it calls for a little bit of whiskey my husband has this toffee flavored whiskey that Mm -hmm. we put into it you can put a whiskey in it. You don't have to do it at all. That just adds a little more liquid. So you have to cook it down a little more. The, the instructions I think are in the back of the book, <laughs> but that one hands down. Um, yeah. That's yeah. like eating a, a Christmas Twix bar with oh, a little well, extra. I'm yeah. sold. So uh, I, I should have had about cookies. But... <laughs> I know I should have had lunch. <laughs> I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope you have cookies on hand. <laughs> My daughter Grace, it's her birthday, so we're celebrating this evening. Oh, and, uh, happy she's, birthday, Grace! She's turning 13, so we've got oh, all kinds God. of goodies in the house. <laughs> so at least you've got your cake. Yeah, I would just skip the regular food and go straight to the sugar. That's there you yeah. go. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. Terrible advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so about your book, tell us a little bit about uh, the characters in the book. The you mentioned a uh, uh, Lindsay a little bit, the main character. Yeah. Right. So Lindsay's the main character, and the, and the fun thing about Lindsay is so she was a New York City investment banker, and so she had a whole other career. And she was younger, um, and she was very good at her job. But she, you know, has the first book sets it up, and she kind of has a she thinks she's going to get married, and her fiance you know, was cheating on her. So anyhow, she decides to, well, she buys a lighthouse in Michigan when she's one night, she's a little drunk. She buys a lighthouse. She wakes up the next morning. She realizes she owns a lighthouse in Michigan. And I think we talked about this in the other podcast where um, why I think that's fun is because my husband looks for lighthouses to buy in Michigan. And he's always asking me if I want to buy a lighthouse. Usually they're not as beautiful as the one that Mm we, you know, we talk about, but I do, I do love lighthouses. I always wanted to write a series about a lighthouse. A lot of my work has lighthouses in it for some weird reason. So I thought, well, let's just go all in and write about a lighthouse bakery because I also like to bake. So it kind of combined a couple of things. And then of course it's on Lake Michigan, which is my favorite great lake, my favorite mm-hmm. body of water ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's not love? so Lindsay has yeah. this giant Newfoundland dog, Wellington. And so he's a lot of fun. That's her you know, constant companion. And then she has um, a best friend from New York. Her name is Kennedy Kapoor. And Kennedy's a trip. She's like the high maintenance friend, but she's also, she's got a heart of gold, but sometimes her methods are not, you know, straightforward. So Lindsay's more patient. She's more, she's had to deal with, <laughs> she's like the daughter of a aging supermodel and her father is a, you know, Wall Street guy. So she's, 
she's had to kind of deal with kind of prima donnas in her life and she's more laid back right so mm-hmm. so kennedy is a good fit for her she's got the dog and then she has this neighbor who she's starting to date now and his name is rory campbell and so he's an ex uh navy seal so as the as the series moves on you know we get to learn a little bit more like uh, about about all the characters but rory in particularly so and then mm-hmm. like i mentioned the mom so 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 we start this story and like i said it's christmas lindsay has these visions like she calls them sugar plum visions because they're just like these delicious christmas visions that make her go big and she tries to go big and usually it doesn't work but she's going to give it her best this year and then chaos happens so i think, I think it's <laughs> yes. always those are my favorite movies where you're like oh, I'm gonna do that. that's my life actually it's like i always have these visions in november about how my holidays are going to go out and I start planning and probably, you know, try to get the details and, 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 and all hell breaks loose at some point. <laughs> yes. Ooh, a great holiday. Not the way we planned, but so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So I just thought I'd give uh, Lindsay that challenge as well. And so um, she, it, it's a very fun story that, yeah. that Christmas cookie bake off and, and this crazy Chicago food critic comes in and he's just a bit of a player and he stirs the pot and you know, I don't know if it's a spoiler alert, but you know, somebody ends up dead and it's probably not a nice person. <laughs> so. Well, as cozy mysteries go, usually someone's dead at some point. So <laughs> well, I mean, that's the funny part. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like thinking which, about who you're going to kill at Christmas, which is always kind of, you know, you don't want to kill people at Christmas. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. That's not, that's usually, that's, that'll get you on Santa's naughty list for yeah, sure. Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think, um, so yeah, I think this person who gets killed was on Santa's naughty list. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And then we, we get introduced to a, a really charming character, Mrs. Nichols, and she comes in just in, just in time to help Lindsay out in the bakery. And, and she's like everyone's grandma, I think. <laughs> I, oh, I love yeah. her character. She is kind of based on my grandma, my grandma. Mm. Jenny Lind, uh, who was this fabulous baker and just cheerful with the round rosy cheeks and just, oh my gosh, she was adorable. So when you're thinking of these things, I I always love to have a little bit of something that you're not quite sure, like a little, I would call it magical or paranormal, but it's not Mm -hmm. full blown, right? So it's not Mm -hmm. like spells are not cast in the bake shop and baked goods automatically appear. But in the, um, so Lindsay, one of, one of the things that we learned in the first book is that her lighthouse you know, has a history and there is, um, it is haunted by the first light keeper. And it's not a, you know, it's not like a bad haunting. It's just mm-hmm. that this person is still on the job, right? So she's, she's very respectful of this ghost that's in her lighthouse still. She keeps losing, she can't hire an assistant baker and she's, she's growing, like her business is growing. It's becoming very popular and it's around the holidays and her dad, but her parents helping her out, I think a little bit, and but she, she needed to hire an assistant baker. And she gets, you know, she has all these special requests for the holidays, of course, and then her normal load. And then she's got this Christmas cookie bake off on top of that. So she has no idea how she's going to make it all work, but she's determined to make it work. And kind of at the last minute, it's like, I think the week before the holidays or before the bake off, you know, just kind of this gust of wind blows the door open. And this, you know, they, they, she thinks it's like a scary entity that comes in and that's, you know, I, I don't want to give it away, but anyhow, it's this charming woman who answered her who answered her ad uh, for an assistant baker and this woman just knows everything about cookies like she's got all the cookie recipes in her head she, I, i'm not quite at that level with my baking i know some recipes but i mean my grandma would just be like oh this is how we make you know pepper cocker which is a sweet swedish cookie she's very scandinavian oh, sure what are yeah you talking about you know? <laughs> <laughs> a pinch of this a cup of this you know so right so she's kind of <laughs> It, she just kind of embodies this like grandmotherly energy and sweeps in and she's just, just, just full of energy. You, you just know her name. You don't really know much about her or her background. Um, and she is invaluable, you know, to the bake shop and she's just clearing the way for, for Lindsay and really helping her get a handle on all this baking stuff. And she gets kind of involved, um, you know, when murder happens, like Mrs. Nichols has a very good sense of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And she does look like Mrs. 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 Claus a little bit. We're just going to say that. So mm-hmm. it kind of is that. I don't want to say too much, but she's a, she's a very fun character. Uh, I, I loved all the the winks and nods to classic Christmas things like that. And uh, I think you even talk about um, the Christmas Vacation movie. And yeah. it, it, she Lindsay really is channeling that manic 
Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed the first book in your series, but this one was Thank even you. better. And oh my gosh, it could be because so it could be because I like Christmas a lot, but yeah. uh, it, it's a good story. And I, yeah, if you like Christmas, you'll like this. I mean, it's funny because, yeah. you know, like you, sometimes I'll look at reviews and you can just tell the people that really don't like Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> too Christmassy. You know, that's a that's a comment. Nonsense. You know? like, Nonsense. How could you be too Christmassy? So, yeah. it, it it is full of the Christmas spirit. We'll just say that. And so, whenever I I attempt a project like that, I just want to pr- bring you through a whole range of, you know, emotions and and try to capture really the meaning of this season. You know, mm-hmm. without being obvious about it. But um, it's just fun. It's a fun story. Yes, there's murder. So. <laughs> <laughs> we we never wish for that in our Christmas, but well, although <laughs> part of the job <laughs> depends on how uh, how tense the yeah. family get together gets, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you don't really want to kill off relatives, you know, but sometimes we think, right. yeah, we think that choke on your eggnog, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, so you you say uh, you said you're right these books like a year ahead or so is that difficult for you to get in the Christmas spirit you know in the summer not really it's so weird I um no you know I think I have the Christmas spirit all year round you know and I think that's like one of the goals is to always like carry that joy for humanity and so uh, or that joy of of you know just life and you know and the religious aspect too you know I, I I I adhere to all that and so I think for me And I think for all of us, why Christmas is so special, you have um, the nostalgia of our childhood Christmases. And if you had wonderful experiences, you just want to build on those as a parent and and give your kids those experiences. And so I think for me, it just, I mean, I can watch a Christmas movie in the summer and cry still. I mean, I cry Mm Christmas. I can't read the Polar Express to my kids because every time I get to the end, I cry. And that's why they want me to read it, you know. Well, I'm not <laughs> older, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. they choke you up because of the. If you hold dear to the specialness of the message, I guess it touches you. And I try to, you know, try to, you know, it's easy for me to channel that when I think of Christmas or, you know, whenever. Uh, even though we're not surrounded by all the decorations, I think it's more of a maybe a state of mind, right? Yeah, like you have a year-round Christmas podcast, so you obviously live it too. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like I need a T-shirt now that says "Christmas State of Mind." Yeah, we <laughs> do it. let's do it. <laughs> that's uh, that's a good one. On there, you know, a cookie, a tree, a, an elf. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. I, I was going to ask another question. Do you have any tips on how to make Christmas a cozy experience? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh my gosh. I don't know about you, but for me, Christmas is kind of cozy. We live in the North, mm-hmm. right? So you, mm-hmm. you you have the snow and I honestly can't ever imagine um, spending Christmas in a warm climate. Yeah. I just don't know why it just doesn't. I think it's just the Northerner and us. And so for me, um, there's always that fire, you know, or candlelight. I think candlelight makes everything a little special, a real candle. I know. Be careful. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you remember reading, I mean, years ago when they would cut down the fresh Christmas trees, my mom would tell me that they would um, put candles on them. Mm-hmm. Like on Christmas Eve, they would cut them down and, and actually put these little candles on them and light them. And I'm like, oh, that is a fire hazard. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So, so candlelight and fire, I think is a cozy thing. And just, you know, being hospitable. I think just remember having that, and this is probably why I like Christmas because I just, you know, love love hospitality. So if you come to my house, you'll probably be forced to drink a cup of coffee or tea or something, and maybe have to eat some baked good. Um, but just, you know, offering that to people who come in throughout the season. So just having that warmth, no matter who they are, no matter if they annoy the bejesus out of you, you know, the Dickens out of you. But um, I think sometimes just making that environment where it's, you know, you've got some decorations you've got mm-hmm. some candlelight and you've got you know food I, and i think that is maybe the essence of cozy you know oh i i'm with you there my grandparents on on my dad's side uh they they're norwegian so yeah. we have a lot of that scandinavian <laughs> heritage yeah she would just make christmas so special yes. you know, the decoration the the food the the worm the the smells of yeah. Just constantly baking food. 
Oh man. (laughs) I mean, so that's like, that's like those childhood nostalgic memories. And like, you try to recreate Mm -hmm. it for your child. And sometimes in the modern world, I feel like I'm struggling. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To like, no, 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 no. Don't watch your phone right now. Let's do this. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we were kids, like it was very magical. We believed in the magic. I mean, I know my kids when they were younger, you know, of course we believe in the magic, but um, to try to, yeah, the old world, and we have the Norwegian and the Scandinavian heritage. Um, and, you know, I mean, I guess historically, because it was so cold and dark during that time of year, um, it was it was a, a huge festival and a huge preparation just to be together and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just gather together and, and talk to other human beings and share food and, you know, do some fun festivities. And I think that's kind of what it is about us that, um, it, it still resonates, you know, just that gathering with good friends and relatives and, and just sharing, you know, a, a, a meal together and some time together, maybe, maybe encouraging them to play a game or help you decorate the tree or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I always come away, like enjoying it so much more than you thought you were going to, you know, but yeah, the, the cooking, the preparation. And sometimes today, I think, you know, we live in a society that's, that's very casual, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe we don't have as much time to cook, but I do feel that for certain holidays, I mean, I'm always going to go that extra mile and that's just my commitment, uh, to, (laughs) to Christmas, (laughs) whether anybody appreciates it, I don't know, but, (laughs) but you know what I mean? It's like that mentality. It's like, you know, this is a time of year we can start making cookies and ship them to friends. And we do, um, toffee, like I say, and we have like a list of people we send it to, and it gets harder as the, you know, as you grow up and things get so busy, but, um, you know, just, they always like love getting little treats. I think food is mm-hmm. a great gift mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. to, for friends, you know, alcohol, I guess is good too. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, my, my grandma would send out fudge, uh, every Christmas and, and then when she passed away, um, uh, others have tried to pick up but it just doesn't taste as good. You know, I know. It, what is that? Did your, did your grandmother makes like meatballs too? Like a, mm-hmm. a Swedish or Norwegian meatballs or. Yep. And yep, I, we tried to recreate my grandma's in the family. Cause she was like that cook. She was like, you know, Mrs. Nichols. And she'd uh, be like, Oh, just, you just throw this together and you mix this and you put this and this looks right. And then she would do her thing. And, but I mean, it's funny because my mom and my aunt have, you know, just banged their head to try to re- replicate that. But I think it's because that person made it. And there's something special about eating something that somebody else made. It tastes better. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It might be the same recipe, but maybe the way that, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing, but, um, but I totally understand. It's like nobody can make fudge like your grandmother. And right. that is a very sacred memory is receiving that, you know, delicious fudge that, you know, she slaved over the stove to make and fudge is, fudge is hard mm-hmm. <laughs> candy and it's not easy. Right. <laughs> Yeah, she uh, she was such a good cook, and oh. yeah, it, it's we miss her for more than just the food, but you know, it's, oh, it's such a yeah, it's such a good good part Christmas. of that. But but, yep. but see, like you think about fudge, and you will always attach that memory to your grandmother, and that's a very mm-hmm. that's like the highest form of honor I think there is when you have touched people's lives like that as you get older. You know what I mean? And that you know you will be remembered you know, for you, for the, you know, the kindness, uh, that is a mm. Christmas spirit too. So your grandmother had that in spades, you know, she was, she was Christmas. Oh, she, she was, she yes. was Mrs. Nichols too. <laughs> she was, she was. My grandpa used to dress up as Santa. He had, he had the, uh, he had a white beard. I mean, a, a real white beard. He had a <laughs> Santa belly. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked, he looked like Santa. And so he, at Christmas time, he'd dress up and uh, would sometimes go to a school or a, a so cool stores or something. And I've got a picture of him dressed as Santa and then my grandma dressed as Mrs. Claus. She did that one time. And I'm like, oh, this is this is who I think of when I think of Santa and Mrs. Claus now because yeah. they look they look so much like how you would imagine them to look. Isn't so. that wonderful? And they were just yeah, the joyful, yeah. the rosy cheeks, you know. Oh my yep. gosh, that's yep. so wonderful. What a great memory. That is a yeah. beautiful memory. I was just going to ask you, did your, did your grandfather dress up as Santa and give you gifts? And if he did, did you know he was your grandpa? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when we would, were younger and would come to vi- visit at Christmas time, it would probably be some, sometime before Christmas. 
uh, he would come out of his room dressed as Santa and and pretend oh, to be Santa. It. And we never knew what it was going to happen, but we knew at some point Santa <laughs> was coming. And I remember the first time because I, I thought, oh, you know, whoa, Santa's here, you know, <laughs> go get grandpa. Where is he? You know, <laughs> Santa's here. But, but I remember thinking, wait, is, is that grandpa? Is is that Santa? I, you know, yes, like, no. Why, why is this happening? <laughs> I guess the, the first conclusion I came to is that it wasn't my grandpa dressed as Santa. It was my grandpa is Santa. So <laughs> I think that's I just, awesome. And I think that I would say, I'd be like, is my, is my grandpa Santa? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was well, like the, family. <laughs> it was like the Santa Claus, you know, that <laughs> I love it. I think that's so yeah. cute, but it is fun. Like when you're a child, you know, you just, I swear like that I would hear um, reindeer on my roof. Sure. Like I swear, I would swear, like you know, like I would listen. And I'm like, oh, they're here. They're you know, I'd hear something on the. Who knows what I was listening? Who knows what I heard? I was a, I was a weird child. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it could have been reindeer. That's all. Uh, that's all I'll say. Uh, I, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> as, as a Christmas podcaster, we ha- we're ha- we have some insight to some uh, Christmas secrets that I can't divulge. But oh, I love uh, it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Maybe someday you yes, yeah. I, I got to see if I can try to get Santa on my podcast here one of these days. Yeah. Like his, yeah. I was so excited to, you know, hear the reindeer and, you yeah. know, see the footprints in the snow, maybe, you know, uh-huh. uh, that, those are uh, such special times for sure. Yeah. Well, a couple other questions uh, about Christmas here. Uh, how about a, how about a favorite Christmas movie? Um, do you even need to ask? <laughs> It is so, family vac- Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. I, I yeah, that's that's what I thought. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I love it. Why well, I, I do? I grew up in um, the suburbs of Chicago, probably mm. in the you know late seventies and eight, early eighties, eighties that thing, and it was just you know that Marshall Field scene and just just that whole feel reminds me of you know like the crazy childhood and trying to get the whole family together and yeah, I mm-hmm. that's one of my favorites. There's so many. I mean, there isn't a. I shouldn't say there isn't a bad Christmas movie. <laughs> what was the one that I keep seeing at the Krampus or something? It's a horror Christmas movie. But most of them are are wonderful. That happens to resonate. You know, Christmas Vacation just resonates with me. I love comedies. So Chevy Chase just nails that. Mm-hmm. That is such a great movie. But there's, there's so many other good ones. But that would be my ultimate favorite that I make yeah. my kids watch <laughs> every year. Yeah, that's that's uh, that one's on my top ten. Top ten, uh, I'm I think, but yeah, no. Uh, what's, what's higher than that for you? Uh, uh, number one for me is the uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's and that's like number two for me. Maybe that, two. Yeah, that one came out. You know, I was a teenager and was I was so a big crazy. Tim Allen fan. You know, I watched Home Improvement and and so this was like just uh, one of those uh, lightning in a bottle moments, you know, that, oh, oh this is such a great movie. And it was funny such, and- what I loved about that movie was how they portrayed the North pole. It was mm-hmm. so that, I mean, yeah, that their North pole scene in that movie is like one of my favorite. That's how I, you know, that's how the North pole is. It's, mm-hmm. that's a very cool movie. Yeah. And then we're also fans of, of the, the, uh, of the Grinch movies. I, I like that short animated one, but I, I, I like Jim Carrey's version. Oh, okay, um, that was really cool. And then I like the newer one that came out with that was animated with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing the Grinch. I didn't see that. Uh, it came out a couple years ago, not not that long ago. I have to look for that. For me, this is great because I, I I like all the movies. Now I have one. If I'm wanting to feel nostalgic, I can pop in the shorter one. If I'm yeah. in a sarcastic mood, you know, I can watch Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. If <laughs> If I want something uh, more cozy, uh, I, I I love the Benedict Cumberbatch version. Really? So it's what? Really so that's a, a more cozy, a more that's in. Well, I have to watch it. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He he, he plays a great Grinch, yeah, and I bet he does. And that one, uh, just the look and feel of the film is very very cozy, and it's funny. Um, you know, it's it's one of the movies we all like to watch, so it, it's one we can all agree on. And his Grinch is not as sarcastic and harsh as maybe you know like jim carrey's was you know he i don't know it's it's just it's there's a lot of different things about it and but i i like that one quite a bit you know what it's gonna be on my list next year okay yeah definitely yeah do that one that sounds great 
Yeah, and that's the version also my my daughter likes the best because she thinks he's the nicest of all the Grinches. You know that Aww, even yeah. even when he hates Christmas, he's nicer still. He's still nice. uh, and that's so, yeah, like, it can be a harsh story, you know, to have yeah. somebody you know used to kill me when I was little. I watched the original, and he would like make his dog pull all that, and I was just like, oh, that poor dog. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what she likes about this newer one is that he's nice to Max. Good. throughout the film you know yeah, he's not as, well, not, as me, not as recommendation. me recommendation i'm gonna I <laughs> watch it now <laughs> yeah yeah you know we're i'm not getting paid to say these things about these movies so <laughs> 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 although i'm open to uh you know sponsorship exactly. yeah <laughs> sponsorship, so there you go yeah. Grinch. <laughs> any, any future grinch movies start start your stuff here yeah. that's right start your tour with us you know, with you with art. <laughs> Uh, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Oh my gosh. Well, the one that was stuck in my head, what was that one? Um, it's the holiday season. Oh, the reason mm-hmm. I sing that is because my brother would always call me. I'd be driving in the car and, you know, he'd like pop on and be like, and he'd just start singing that song. Like he would just sing songs all the time, but then he would make up lyrics. Uh-huh. And then my kids would be like in choirs and they'd be singing. He's like, so what are they singing this year? And then he would like go down, like, you know, like singing them to me. And he wasn't a singer. So that's what made it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love the religion. Uh, what is White Christmas is always good, mm-hmm. you know, Silent Night, that's kind of thing. But sometimes the funny, like 1950s, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe it's cold outside. It's pretty hilarious too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all great. I mean, they're great. They just set the mood. Like it's great. the one I can't really deal with are the modern ones. Mm. I I, okay. I like the older, middle. I don't know. It's pretty fun. I don't know. Sometimes there's every once in a while, there's a really good modern one. Are yeah. You know, but, but the traditional ones are just that's that's how we grew up, you know, listening mm-hmm. to the old stuff and then the yeah, and this nostalgia plays a powerful part in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. So, yeah, yeah, I don't have one particular favorite, I would say, but yeah, I've 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 got several. It depends on the day, but <laughs> I, I I like in the bleak midwinter. It's it's oh, more of a carol. I don't even know if I know that. That a lot of people crazy. that's their their spot their response is oh I don't know that one, but yeah, it's a it's more of a religious carol, but then for uh, you know oh yeah it's and i got a piano version of it that's just gorgeous and it's oh, yeah i love oh. i love like that Mannheim steamroller like piano mm-hmm. or instrumental or i mm-hmm. i listen to that a lot without mm-hmm. words that kind of thing that yeah the yeah piano, beautiful yeah my my oldest son he plays piano and mm-hmm. so uh one year he i i got on the sheet music to, uh, of the version that I like of that song. So oh, he learned how to play it and awesome. like, oh, this is nice. Okay. That was a Christmas <laughs> gift, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <song> for me. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, Christmas trees? Are you a, a real tree or a fake tree? Well, I, I love, there's nothing that can replace a real tree, but as we've gotten older and you know what, the trouble is we would leave our tree up too long and it would dry out. And then it was mm-hmm. a my husband every year would take it into the back garden and then he, <laughs> this is terrible. Okay. He would make a little like trail with the gasoline and then he'd let the kids all stand back and then he'd like light this trail and then it would hit the it would hit <laughs> would hit the pine tree and it would go up like a bomb. So we decided that maybe, you know, <laughs> yeah, we have to take the tree down early. But the kids love the burning of the tree was like tradition. That was like that was a Hannah family tradition. We have all sons and anything that invite you know involves pyrotechnics and Christmas is always, you know, plus. But so we um now have a have a fake tree, but I always try to bring in, you know, like either a smaller planted, you know, some kind of pine scent or planted pine or yeah, because there's mm-hmm. nothing like fresh pine at Christmas, but yeah, we just leave things up too long for, for the real trees. Sure. <laughs> so we, yeah. we made the switch about like five years ago. Well, we've never had a, a real era. Yeah. Real tree. Partly it's allergy reasons. And then yeah. also we like to put it up I would put it up before Thanksgiving if I could. Oh my God. Yeah. I have a rule. It can't go up before Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, so typically we do it a few days after or so, but yeah, uh, usually like, usually we'll have the Thanksgiving and then like Friday we do, Mm -hmm. um, if if all the family's coming in, because we have a lot of family from out of town, we'll do like a fake Christmas Eve after (laughs) and we'll go from like a full blown Turkey dinner to like Swedish meatballs and, you know, what is it? Herring. We all love that. Mm-hmm. Don't we? And uh, whatever, whatever the Scandinavian thing is. And then, and then the kids can go out shopping at midnight, I guess. Is that, or is it? No, it's, 
they go Thanksgiving yeah. evening while everybody else is asleep, you know, but it is, it's kind of, and then Saturday or Friday, right after Thanksgiving, we put up the tree. So mm -hmm. it, it happens. Thanksgiving that weekend is really hellish here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of cooking, a lot of like cleaning, changing over from fall to winter, but yeah. Yeah. So now when we have the fake tree, it's so much easier. Otherwise we used to buy it in, you know, like maybe two weeks before Christmas. And then like, I'd say we take it down probably in February. <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> no, like, yeah. I mean, we give it a good time to dry out, but yeah, we just decided that maybe, maybe it's not so good to have a fresh tree. <laughs> and they're messy, you know. You got to clean up. Whether you remove the tree, all the pine needles would be, you know, yep. the floor. And yep. we don't have cats, and I know people who have cats and and fresh trees. It's that is always interesting. Cats like to <laughs> climb them, I guess. So. Yep, my dad has that trouble sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Uh, it's like, what are you doing in there? <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, like the kids, uh, they love, like, since I have sons, we we do the big Christmas train under the tree. And even mm -hmm. now they're in their twenties and they, we pull out all of it, you know, and they build it. They just love, you know, having the train running and it, it is fun. That's like the only time we pull that, that big, I think it's a L, LG size or what. I don't know a thing about trains, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's the big one. So. Yeah. It's always fun. They'll, you know, torment the dogs. They'll put like dog cookies on that and then like make the thing go on the track. And so the dogs will try to find their, you know, <laughs> trap the train to get the cookie. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way it's supposed to be, but right. <laughs> before we go, I, I really am enjoying this, but I, I do have uh, a quick game to play with you. I've done this once before and it was a blast, uh, but it's uh, a Christmas version of Would You Rather. Oh man. Okay. Uh, so again, we, we, we yeah. present, I've got three questions here. We'll present uh, uh, two options to see which would you rather do. So I, I picked three at random here and I'm almost afraid to ask this first one because I don't, I don't want to age you too much, but it says, <laughs> Oh, that's okay. I'm would you, uh, it says, would you rather be a kid or a grandparent during the holidays? Oh, I, okay. A kid. I mean, is that terrible? I should be a grand. I'm not a grandparent yet. <laughs> a kid. There's less cooking involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely, kid. Yeah, I mean, you sit back and let the holiday happen. Adults have too much responsibility. <laughs> there you are. You know, talking to my in-laws, they have talked about how much they love Christmas as a grandparent. Yeah, I yeah. think as a, I think once I have my first grandchild, which hopefully will happen, you know, I've uh, my oldest is getting married this year, so mm -hmm. maybe in a few years, and then my answer would probably most definitely change. But it is, yeah, it, it, I don't know having kids now my kids are old enough that you know it's like we wrangle them in for christmas mm -hmm. um i miss that younger phase so we'll yeah. hopefully we'll have that again soon but you're right being a grandparent well, gotta be a, a riot yeah well you can get them the, the noisy toys and the sugar and then send them home you know <laughs> <laughs> have fun and with that, do that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I I mean I'm still a kid at heart at Christmas. Yeah, me too. To the point where uh you know, not only my wife but anyone who knows me views me as one of the kids yeah. when they're talking well, about kids at Christmas time. And you know? I, I think that's like how I took that question. It's like I identify with more like a child. Like I believe everything people tell me like it's like, you know, I mean I probably, you know, the whole, you know, Santa or whatever. Um yeah. and like at Christmas I always I don't know, I just feel like you know, like I'm trying to, yeah, I, I can identify with a child at Christmas, probably easier at this mm -hmm. point, even though I should, should be identified <laughs> with that grandmother. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's not rush things, you know? Exactly. Let's not rush yeah. Things. Question number two, uh, would you rather get stuck in an airport during Christmas or get lost in a Christmas tree farm? Okay. Probably the Christmas tree farm. <laughs> yeah. that's. I hate airports. <laughs> no, no question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, smell the pine, you know, and yeah, maybe, maybe you find the perfect tree while you're, you know, you're lost back there. That's awesome. Yeah. Although having watched a lot of Christmas movies, I know Christmas magic can happen at an airport at Christmas time. So it does make me think, but I think I would rather do the tree farm. It wouldn't happen for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, I, I like this question. Would you rather spend uh, a discussion only speaking in rhymes or spend the discussion only speaking in Christmas song lyrics? 
Um, I, I would go Christmas song lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. I mean, I don't know about you, but they pop into my head all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, annoying. So, <laughs> in the summer, I mean, I even kind of put some of those in the book too, because I think they're fun, you know. Yeah. You gotta sing at the holidays. I know I, I probably annoy my kids, and but um, yeah, I would, I would, yeah, Christmas lyrics. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, how, how hilarious that would be if, you know, you're at an important board meeting or something oh, and you yeah. can only answer in Christmas lyrics. And do you need some time off? Dickery back. <laughs> Santa thumps it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you you might end up getting some time off for a mental health break or something. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be coming down to yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. So I would definitely get uh, be like, you're taking time off. <laughs> really, insanity. That's a yeah. Going for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, it it. I think both of our answers matched up pretty hundred uh, percent so here. So we're Christmas aficionados. Is that what we are? I, we, I guess so. Yeah. Or yeah, something. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? We'd rather spend like uh, you know time at Christmas and than in other parts of the right. Year. <laughs> it's awesome. and, right. And we, you know, probably have a are more childlike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd have a we'd have a, a great time lost at a Christmas tree farm singing Christmas carols yeah, and <laughs> yeah. getting into trouble. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, Darcy, uh, before we end up talking all day, <laughs> thank you. I know we could. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and um, telling us about your book. You've got a new one coming out. I don't want to forget to promote that. Yeah, well, thank um, you. What is it? Uh, Murder at the Blueberry Festival? Yeah, Murder at the Blueberry Festival. So it continues like the, you know, the fun in Beacon Harbor, Michigan, which is a fake town, but we like to think it's real. You know, more shenanigans at the lighthouse, but it centers around a really fun blueberry festival with this blueberry parade. And then pranks start happening. And and so it's just kind of a fun, it, pranks happen and it's, you think it's, you know, fun and games until somebody come, you know, shows up murdered and that's kind of one of the jumping off points of this mystery. Um, but it's fun. It involves, you know, Wellington. Everybody loves Welly the dog. And so mm-hmm. we see a lot of him in it. It's just a lot of, it's just a lot of fun. It's another fun adventure. But the Christmas, you know, the Christmas book is a super fun murder at the Christmas cookie bake off. So if you haven't read that one, I mean, <laughs> if you mm-hmm. want to get in the Christmas spirit in July, you know, go, go for that one too. So um, absolutely. Yeah, it's fun yeah. and cookies and enjoy yourself. But um, and Art, thank you so much for having me on your lovely podcast. I mean, I mean anytime I want to talk about Christmas, you know where to, you know who to call. But yeah, so definitely, if you enjoyed her, you'll enjoy uh, her books. They will make you hungry. Uh, you know, just straight up tell you, <laughs> they will make you hungry, like any good cozy mystery will do. <laughs> so, and then uh, where can folks find you online? Um, yeah, so um, you can uh, f- uh, follow me on Facebook at um, author Darcy Hanna. I have a website at www.darcyhanna.com, and that's D-A-R-C-I-H-A-N-N-A-H. And Instagram, I think it's author Darcy Hanna on that. So yeah, so there and wherever books are sold. All right. Well, Darcy, thanks again for, for coming on. And Thank you so much. Uh, when the season comes, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Oh, you too. A Merry Christmas and Merry ramping up to Christmas. There you go. (laughs) How many months do we have? Uh, We'll see at the day of the recording. It's only like 244 days left, I think. That's awesome. And then I hope you get to Bronner's this year. I do too. We're planning to go to Michigan. (laughs) And the whole town, it's just this beautiful German town. I mean, it's just fun to go up there. It's about it's probably about an hour from where I live, but every once in a while, my husband, I'll just drive up there and walk around. It's just a lot of fun. So yeah. So enjoy. I just get in the Christmas all, right. all year, but thank you so much once again for having me. I really appreciate this. It's you, been just such a pleasure. You bet. You bet. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Take care. If you enjoyed this interview, I would encourage you to check out, I guess you could say part one of this interview that took place in my other podcast, the Bookshelf Odyssey podcast. There I talk about her series as a whole and the writing life and how she got into writing cozies. And it's a great story that uh, she she has in her journey to becoming a writer. So if that would be something you'd enjoy, 
can find the link to that in the show notes or on the Facebook page. I did post it there. And there's not a lot of overlap, as far as I remember, between the two episodes. So you'd get some new content there. I really enjoyed having Darcy on. She also is the first guest I've had on both of my podcasts. So that is a distinction of merit of some kind, I'm sure. Uh, But I uh, I know you'll enjoy this interview. Speaking of Cozy Mysteries, uh, you might have seen on my Facebook page recently, I made some blueberry muffins. I was inspired by this third book in her series. It was it was really good. I, I took her blueberry muffin recipe and I added a few things to it myself. Uh, I added on a vanilla drizzle icing on top and I put cream cheese on the inside. They were just marvelous. Reading that that book and that book comes out in a couple of months, I think, uh, in June or July. And it just gave me a craving for blueberries. So I had to go out and make those. And I'm pleased to say that her recipe really holds up. Uh, it, it it turned out well. They can and it can handle you know tweaking whatever you like to put in there. Um, you can add some extras. I almost put some more uh, walnuts in that one too, but apparently I don't have to put everything in everything I cook. <laughs> but I just like my treats with a lot of texture to it. So, uh, but these were good. Uh, Michelle and Evelyn, you commented that they looked good, and believe me, they were delicious. So thank you. All right. Well, there's something I'd love for you to do. If you haven't seen our our pages yet, um, check out the new logo I have, not just for the show, with Santa Claus reading by a fire with a, a Christmas bear next to him, but also the uh, the banner of the Facebook page that I have up there is designed by Glenn Warren from Seasons Eatings podcast. And I just wanted to give him a shout out and a heartfelt thank you uh, to Glenn who uh, designed that for me and uh, shared that with me to be used. So uh, I am certainly going to be using that. But uh, do uh, reach out and, and let Glenn know that you appreciate his artwork. And and if you haven't checked out his podcast, it's the Seasons Eatings podcast. Take a listen to him. Uh, it's a great podcast. So as always, uh, thank you for listening. If you'd like to help support the show in a financial way, uh, you can look below in the show notes. If you make a donation on ko-fi.com, I will send you a Christmas card and a bookmark or sticker. There's also a merch store where there's t-shirts and mugs and notebooks and all the, all the things with my logo on it. I hope you're having a great May. I can't believe that in just a couple of months, it'll be our Christmas in July. Until then, just remember to be kind to each other and to do good. And remember to honor Christmas in your heart and try to keep it all the year. Have a very Merry Christmas.